0: Liberty Kitty Cats, happy Thursday. That's right. It's another bonus edition of Lions of Liberty. I am hunkered down. I am on a state mandated lockdown here in California, so I'm pumping out more content. The other day, I did a live stream with my friend Mikkel Thorup of Escape Artists, and you're going to hear that here in just a minute. But first, I want to make sure you guys know about a very special offer that Mikkel is offering to Lions of Liberty listeners. This is only good until tomorrow, until April 3rd, when this very special webinar is taking place that Mikkel is hosting. It is called Global Strategies in Light of COVID-19. And he has put together an all-star panel of experts from his personal network, including internationally sought after lawyers, precious metal experts, uh, private offshore bankers, really big time people that you're going to want to get access to. This is a hell of a value for you guys out there, especially People who are trying to prepare in light of how the world is changing uh, because of the effects of coronavirus. So please do check it out. You want to head over to escapeartist.store. You'll see a little picture of Mikkel's face there. You just click on that and sign right up. And if you use discount code LIONS, you'll get 20% off. That makes it only 80 bucks. This is an incredible value. You have one chance to do it. It's right now. The webinar is on April 3rd. Uh, if you do purchase it and can't attend live, you will also be able to get access to it afterwards. And if that's not enough, Mikkel has offered a monthly money-back guarantee. If you purchase this and you are not happy with it, he will send you your money back. So there is really nothing to lose here. Head over to artist.store, click on it right there, or you can head over to the show notes for this episode at lionsofliberty.com slash 447. Enjoy the show, kids. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. All right, so I am here live right now on Facebook. I'm doing a lot more of these uh, public live streams uh, now that I'm kind of hunkered down here in the age of corona here in clamped down a clamped uh, down a as our friend Gender Libertarian referred to it as the other day. Um, also here with Mikkel Thorup from the Expat Money Show from Escape Artist. Mikkel, how are things, man?
1: Doing well, buddy, doing well. It's good to talk to you because, you know, we usually were we we were talking like every couple of weeks and then i think this year's just gotten so full out uh, i haven't talked to you in a little while so it's good to have a good uh, catch up today
0: this is uh this is the time i'm catching up with all my uh, my podcast friends out there and i'm doing a lot of these catch-ups just kind of live on facebook cuz why not if we're already talking we're probably going to be talking about things that are somewhat relevant uh, to both of our audiences as well
1: well absolutely and then when you reached out to me and you're like well we're going to we were going to take a phone call and just say hello and catch up, and you're like, oh, "Let's put it on Facebook and do it live." I said, "Sure, absolutely," but it's like five o'clock, six o'clock. It's happy hour for me. I'm going to be having a drink as long as that's fine with you. Well, then, I think you know uh, how I roll it. by
0: now, Mikhail. So I'm also joining <laughs> you here. I've, I've got a nice margarita right in front of me. So it's yeah, it's always happy hour. Okay. somewhere. it's three hours. I'm going to drink. It's
1: right. I'm in right. Panama, so it's five. No, it's just five, after five, five o'clock. Two
0: hours for you, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm drinking the 12-year-old rum,
0: an aged rum. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So uh what's it been like there um these past few weeks? When what's what's your uh, I guess what's your um freedom level there in, in the 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 Panama Asylum? How are you allowed to roam? Are you allowed to walk around? Uh what what's yeah, the it's, level? It's it's uh it's
1: not a lot of freedom here. I'm I'm actually shocked because we came to Panama for, for more freedom. Yeah. And uh they've just like shit all over that. So I'm really surprised. First thing they did was say that they're not going to allow any tourists into the country. They closed the border for tourists. So they were going to allow Panamanians and people who have the permanent residency like me. I'm not Panamanian, but I live here full time. Right. So they were going to let those into the country. So what ended up happening was I had a bunch of friends who lived here because because they could get a six-month tourist visa, but never bothered to get their permanent residency. So I had some people who were actually turned away at the border and mm. had to fly back home and other people who just couldn't even get on the airplane at all.
0: And those are people so that who was sort nightmare. of living there, but not officially, you know, you can leave for three days yeah. at the end of the six months, come back and you're, you're, you that's
1: reset. exactly right. You know, like all the time people talk to me and they're like, well, why do, why do I need a, a second passport? Why do I need a second residency? You know, I'll just, if if shit hits the fan, I'll just go somewhere else and it'll be no big deal. And it's like, no man, if shit hits the fan, no one wants you in their country. Yeah. No one wants you there. So, I'm safe at home. We got a nice apartment. You know, we're in downtown. I got, I have a penthouse, so I'm on the 15th and 16th floor. We got big floor to ceiling windows. I've run a home office. So, it's fine for me. But I mean, a lot of people are a lot worse off right now. Like,
0: it's, especially it's as i'm sure you know a lot of people in countries like panama a lot of the people that aren't in that the business class so to speak uh, are people that are working day to day and they're literally a lot of times making the money they're going to spend that day they're making that day and now a lot of those people's businesses have been shut down so i mean you know, a lot a lot of people are lucky enough to have jobs or, or, or run their own business, or not. Nah, shouldn't say lucky enough. It's not. It's not luck. But um, you know, a lot of people, in, especially in poorer countries, that are seeing lockdowns like this. I mean, you know, like I'm locked down. Basically, I'm not supposed to go out for anything other than groceries or exercise or what have you. Mm-hmm. But I've got money. I've got a credit card. I have a place to live. I, I'm not like immediate an immediate concern for my whether I'm going to eat tonight. But that's not the case for a lot of people in a lot of countries. I know it's brutal, but it's at
1: the same time like. I write about these things daily. I podcast about these things every week. You know, I talk about the importance of having a backup plan, a plan B, about having an online income or some type of income that you can do remotely. You know, I think that these things are really important. And like we talk a lot about asset strategies and asset protection. And it's like, okay, now that shit hit the fan and now our business is going through the roof and all these people want this kind of stuff. And I'm like... Okay, but where were you last month, six months ago, a year ago? You know, like, you need to think about these things in advance. You don't try to get insurance after you get sick. You have to get these things in advance. And it's like, I feel a little bit frustrated sometimes because I try to talk to people, I try to tell them, I try to motivate them, I try to inspire them. You know, please, you need to make smarter decisions. You need to take care of your family. I'm a big one for personal responsibility. And, like, I, I, I honestly, I do feel bad for a lot of people in the world who have a really rough deal right now. You know, that sucks. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, educate yourself. Think ahead. Plan these things out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm an asshole, but that's how I think.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's in many ways, this is sort of a, a dream scenario. Maybe that's not the term. Maybe nightmare scenario is a, is a better term. But this is really one of the many different types of scenarios that could play out. Where all the stuff you are always out there talking about comes into play, like you're saying whether it's financial security, whether it's having side businesses, making online income, or having just diversity in your money, as well as your ability to travel and go to other countries. Like you said, we are always talking about the importance uh, of a second passport and other citizenships. Yeah. I mean, this is a prime example of exactly why you want to have these sort of contingency plans, why you want to prepare for the worst case scenarios, because this is a type of worst case scenario. I mean, it, it could get worse. It oh, absolutely. Be a lot worse, but we're right there. I mean, this is it.
1: Ah, it will get worse. It will get worse. There's no question about that think about it okay today is the first day that people will not be getting their paycheck tomorrow will be the first day that people are not going to be able to pay their rent like
0: shit's gonna get real like this is this is serious man what um I want to tick back the clock a little bit. When did you first start hearing about uh, coronavirus? When did you start? I mean, I heard the rumblings months ago, but I think for a while, to me, I just looked at it as bird flu or swine flu, something that I'd see some news stories about. There would be some commotion. It would certainly affect some people, but it w- I never in a million years imagined this would change my entire we- way of life, where change uh, the entirety of the world's economy, see shutdowns yeah. in nearly every country of the world. I mean, this has gone from something I heard about in the background to something that has just it, it's impossible to do. A, I can't have a podcast where we don't talk about coronavirus anymore. No matter what the subject is, of course, it comes back to what's going on because this is affecting our lives in such an an immediate way. Uh, and I don't know. I, I never saw. I didn't see it coming. Not like this right now. But we never see it coming. That's the whole point.
1: Yeah. Okay. Ready. So I'm lucky, I guess. I was. I knew a lot about this a lot earlier than anyone else, and it just has to. It's just because my wife is from China. Mm-hmm. So I mean in like second week of first, second week of January, we started talking about this stuff and you know, we were okay. So like, I'm, I'm obviously big into asset protection and talking about those types of things, but we started looking at this and in January, and we're going out and buying additional food and buying like gallons and gallons of water. Like we hold, I don't know, An extra 800 liters, 900 liters of fresh water at the house. Um, You know, we have two to three months worth of food prepped and stored. Um, And this didn't come from like years ago. I just moved to Panama eight months ago. But part of the reasons that we left the Middle East is we didn't like what was happening in the world. And we knew that we just needed one more straw and it was going to break the camel's back. Eight months ago? No, I didn't know it was going to be coronavirus, but sure as shit, early January, I knew that this was going to be a big deal. And we doubled down on these things. But yeah, man, from eight months ago, we started preparing ourselves. Um, you know, not just from the economic side, which we've been doing for years and years and years, but from the physical side to protect ourselves in that way. So, I mean, we had N95, we had boxes of N95 masks at the house from six months ago, from a year, from eight months ago. So I don't know, man, it's like I said, my wife is from China. So like I had insider information about what was happening in the country and on the ground there, but you know, we have so many friends there as well that that helps a lot too.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious if we can dig into that perspective or what you've kind of gleaned from people that you know there, and, and your wife's point of view. I mean, what do people in China think about this whole thing uh, in terms of the government's response to it, uh, the information being put out? Do they think they're being told the truth about things? I mean, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't even know how freely people feel they can talk to you about it i mean i, I know depending on where you are in a lot of countries i mean in cuba you go there and people have to look around the, their shoulders to see if they should talk to you about about the government but um what, what kind of is, is your sense been of from people there
1: okay so i have i have chinese friends in china and i have a lot of expat friends in china because like i speak on stage in china we, like we we own properties there we go back over and over and over again. Um, people believe that things are getting better in China. I don't believe that the government in China has ever told the truth about their numbers. I think that they could be drastically underreporting of what is happening in the country. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there right now who talks about the media blowing this up and making this a bigger deal than it has to be. And honestly, from all my research and reading and people I've talked to, there's some governments, specifically China, who are downplaying this like in a big way. I think it's probably 10 times worse in China or was 10 times worse in China, especially with the deaths. Do you think um, they're just
0: downplaying the number of people that have it or the number of people that died from it? Do you think they're the, putting...
1: I think that the the amount of people that died from it specifically, like I'm sure that the, the numbers of the people who caught it, it's probably a lot more. But I mean, I've seen some of the videos and they're 10 times worse than anything that is out there and like you know we have access to stuff from my wife from independent media in china and i don't know it's hard Is to get there information such a thing out as of independent the media in china yeah sometimes like if you go through hong kong sites you know or singapore and things like that some people, people talk about these that... types of things yeah and it's like the social media and i don't know it's it's not the same as the western cultures that's for sure but i mean yeah, it's it's different. It's not a good scene over there. I don't know. My my wife's father has gone back to work um, for the first week. They've taken it really serious there. Um, they're on the tail end of the three months um, of lockdown. Like it, we can, can go out and we can out buy groceries. Yeah. Well, like I had friends who's basically done a master's degree in three months because he had yeah. nothing else to do. It's like all he does all day long is stay. He's not married. He doesn't have a girlfriend or anything like that. So he's been locked in his apartment for three months without the ability to go outside. Like,
0: where is That's he? literally is prison. He,
1: he was in Shenzhen.
0: Okay, so there really are on. We say yeah, that's say lockdown, like on the south. Yeah. That's
1: like the that's like nowhere near Wuhan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I use the term lockdown, but we're not on a lockdown in the sense that a lockdown it means in China. Like, I can leave my house. I can walk around. Uh, um, see, in Panama, we can't like, yeah, at the moment. You're not even allowed to walk around. So
1: the way that we have it right now in Panama... You're
0: making me wish I had a cigar right now.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I should have given you warning. I told you it was like happy hours. So I'm like... Uh, I'm I'm, not upset. Go for it. (laughs) um, In Panama, what they've just done is... Okay, so they said that you could have one hour to go out of the house to go to the uh, grocery store or the doctor's. So then... Then they asked, then we ask, okay, well, how do you know how are they going to track one hour? So That's then it's likewise. based on your passport number if you're an expat or your CEDULA if you're a local, because they didn't want the expats using the CEDULA one hour and the passport in another hour. Hmm. Then as of I think it was this afternoon, they came out with uh, males could go out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and females on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, wow. or some kind of wacky shit. So it was a few days that me and my wife could go to the grocery store if we needed to at the same time because we actually had the same last digit in our passport, but now they've taken away that as well. That so that's so like,
0: weird. Are they afraid? What is the logic behind this? Is the is the fear that men and women are more likely to to interact if they're out at the same time, whereas a bunch of men or a bunch of women might just stay there no, six feet away? I mean, no, it's so
1: that okay. So the grocery stores are overloaded. They're not only allowing forty people in the grocery store at one time. Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to get the lines shorter at the grocery store because like you have a lineup for a hundred people or something.
0: Right. Right. So they're just finding ways it's, to divide the people into different categories, whatever they may be to keep them not from, from not all going at the same time.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's out of control here. And like, like I'm shocked because like, this is not usually Panama. Like I always think of Panama as like a libertarian hub. Like I know more libertarian and, and anarchists here. Yeah.
0: I that I've met in Panama there, uh, that, a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago. And it, it, it felt it feels like a, a very free country. I mean, it, it, overall, you know, obviously, if you break down all the laws, there's probably a lot of ways they're not just like everybody else. But uh, I'd say that it definitely has that sort of vibe.
1: Yeah, well, that was my impression as well. Um, and then the funny thing is that, like, a lot of people are going, oh, the government's doing a good job. It's good that we're this strict.
0: And that's the scarier. And I'm
1: part. like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, think this through a little bit. Um, I don't know, we, we've got over a thousand cases here in a country of about 4 million, which is, le- which is more cases than Colombia. And my friends who were there, the, they told me that there's about 60 million people in Colombia. I thought it was something like 40 million, but they told me it's 60 million. And there's more cases here in Panama, which is like a 10th of the size. So I guess Panama government's pretty like freaked out about what's happening.
0: This just drives me crazy in so many ways. It's, in the selfish way, I had a lot of travel plans this year. I still do in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of them are going to be viable now because I just don't. And the, that's what that's what's really crushing, I think, so many people mentally is this uncertainty. Uh, yeah. No one knows how long this is going to go on. It, some people are are really sort of enjoying the time. I'm enjoying the time in, in many ways, actually, because I'm home. I'm not able to work. I'm lucky enough to still be getting paid from that job I'm not working at, uh, yeah. knock on wood. And uh, I'm putting a lot of the time into these things I've wanted to put time into uh focusing on learning new skills focusing on learning language better focusing on more podcasting so i'm grateful for it in many ways even though i would never wish these circumstances on myself or anybody um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are, are still sort of cheery about it. I know a lot of friends that are having like little happy hours and, and loving the whole thing. And and I can see why they might feel that way if they think this is really something where, all right, we're just going to hunker down for a couple of weeks, then snap our fingers and life's going to go back to normal. But it...
1: it nah, man, the world's never going to be the same after this. Like if, yeah. if people expect like in a month, two months, three months, that this will be over and we're going to go back to normal. I'm sorry. but You are mistaken. There are so many laws being passed right now. There are so many things going on with federal governments around the world. There is so many so much money being printed. it's just like theft man. This is hard out nonstop theft like so, i I don't know what people are thinking. this I'm,
0: is I'm curious how much you think this is a response to um a le- quote unquote legitimate when I say legitimate in the sense of. Politicians thinking they have to do the right thing and whatever, how are they've been convinced that locking people down is the right thing? And how much of this is truly a power grab? A power grab that was already in in play in so many ways that was just ready to go at the as soon as we had an emergency like like this. Um, I don't know how conspiracy you want to get, but uh, <laughs> feel free to, to opine. Well, we'd like you know, like we can
1: get into lots of conspiracy. Um, you know, one of my favorites is that they have no money to pay back. Social Security. So they release a disease that is only targeting the old. It doesn't target any of the young. Usually with these types of things, it's like below three or four and then like above 65. Mm-hmm. But this is like targeting only the elders. So I well, I heard that. I thought, well, that's quite interesting. I hadn't really considered
0: that, but that's interesting. It does seem um, odd that children specifically seem to be, I mean, there have been cases of children having it, but for the most part, from everything I've seen, children are very, like, hardly affected by it. Children are actually the least susceptible, even, even exactly. someone in their 20s or 30s is going to be more susceptible than a, a small child.
1: Yeah, like, show me any other disease where that's the case. Usually it's always the infirm and the very young that are at risk, but somehow it's not the very young that's bizarre. Well, like there is so much conspiracy theory going around that this is a man-made disease. Okay. So like that one, I definitely believe that this is man-made, that this was released from a level four bioweapons division in Wuhan province. And
0: sure, it's I believe eight miles away from the, the supposed wet market where it all started, where it's supposed exactly. to
1: be. Exactly. Like that's a little bit conspite, like that's a little bit weird, you know, suspicious. Um, as for politicians doing a power grab, like
0: well i guess they're what's always the, doing that huh
1: yeah like what's the what's the saying don't don't let a good crisis go unused i can't remember go to
0: waste
1: go to waste there we go um
0: as i crunch my uh, margarita ice
1: <laughs> i didn't <laughs> hear it it's it's the nice of a di- the the advantage of using a dynamic mic i have the mm-hmm. same art 2100
0: yeah. as you it's like 80 bucks on amazon it's a great mic
1: yeah, I sometimes I get podcasters or guests who are going to be a podcast. I'm like, go buy this microphone for eighty bucks. It's going to help you out big time. Yep.
0: So, where how do you, how can people plan in an age of such uncertainty like this? How can people take steps to really protect themselves? And man, I mean, I, I'm not just thinking financially, but like you said, the ability to travel and it already seems like the ability to be a tourist is almost shut down now across. Well, they
1: did shut down at the moment. Like, there's no question about that especially in and out of the United States. You know, I have a friend of mine who's um, an ambassador in Europe. And this was so wild. So he was flying from Austria to Belize, was in Belize for 12 days. And during that time, the U.S. put on the travel ban from Europe to the United States. And they wouldn't allow him to fly from Belize into the United States, and he's an ambassador. Like because he was just he's an got Austrian. a diplomatic passport and everything. Wow! So he ended up he ended up after like tons of arguing, instead of being able to fly into Houston, was able to change his flight and fly into Florida, where they had a special quarantine area
0: and locked him in a room um, for I don't know how long. And I, while I this is going on that, that called the, the, so basically I saw something similar describing the process. If you've been to a, a country that's on the list, so to speak, and you have to fly into one of 13 airports. So that must yeah. be one of them. And they say for our spe- the airports that have our special enhanced screening capabilities, but it sounds like enhanced screening it might just mean we toss you in a room to, 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 hit the number of days we think you should be there.
1: Well, and then think about it. It's like, if you weren't sick going into a room like that, sure as shit, you're going to be sick coming out. Right. Like, that's pretty terrifying to me. That,
0: that's the bigger problem I have with this: these lockdowns that are even encourage, discouraging people from going outside. Like, we're allowed here to... And the fact that I'm even describing being allowed to walk outside seems so insane to me, whereas two months ago, I would never even consider this conversation You wouldn't even think happen. it's possible. Exactly. Of course not. And now, yeah. not only is it possible, but everyone I know welcomes it and thinks it's the right thing to do. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm not downplaying that if there's a, a virus going around, there should be steps taken by the public and by informed people and by people at risk to keep keep themselves healthy and keep themselves away from that virus and, and you know, yeah. involuntarily move yourself away from people. Absolutely. But it shouldn't be done with the threat of violence. Exactly. Right. And my, my worry here is, I mean, okay, right now we can still, go, I'm allowed to, you're allowed to walk your dog and go out for exercise in general. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, they've shut many of the trails. They closed the beaches. Like I was told I couldn't even yeah. be on the, on the beach the other day. And I'm thinking there's just no way any rational human being can actually think st- stuff like this. Helps people when in fact not be not going out in the sun. Yes, I can technically go walk on the street in my neighborhood, but you, mm-hmm. we all know damn well if you're discouraged, if you're closing parks and you're closing beaches, less people, more people are going to get less sun, and mm-hmm. sun is one of the best things you could possibly get for your body, uh, yeah. for your immune system to fight disease and be stronger to yeah. fight off viruses. So I'm afraid now, to whatever extent the the virus is a real threat to people, it's becoming so much more of a threat. Maybe there'll be less immediate, um, you know, mixing of the virus and, and traveling between people because they're in less contact but now you're making people more susceptible to disease you're making people sicker by not Mm -hmm. just keeping them inside and discouraging them from getting sun from getting exercise of course yes you can exercise at home i've been doing it but a lot of people are just not going to be exercising anymore Uh, so many people are going to be finding bad habits
1: during this quarantine and implementing them in in their life and it's Mm going to be terrible think about like all the packaged food that people will be eating and You know, no fruits and vegetables, no sun like you mentioned, no exercise, no gym membership. Right. It's Netflix. Like if I open Facebook, all I see is posts what about coronavirus binge now, right? and yeah. binge watching on Netflix. Yeah. Like they're just, they've gone into complete zombie mode. It's you know, like- I'm doing the same thing as you though. Like I signed up for a language boot camp. I'm studying, I'm reading. Like every day I'm practicing Spanish. I There's just so many things, you know, that I want to do. And I want to use this time wisely. Plus, of course, working on my business.
0: Right. And like I said before, my my biggest problem before with all, everything I wanted to do in terms of gaining new skills or working more on the podcast or what have you was time. So that's one problem that's temporarily solved. So I'm not going to waste that gift. And not that I want to call these circumstances a gift, but you, I think you always have to find the positives and the silver linings. And to me, there is somewhat of a gift I have of time. It's, it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode uh, where you're wishing for just having more time, more time. And then you make a deal with the devil and they say, OK, here yeah, you go. Be but, careful what you wish for. But here's what you have to do to get it. But regardless, I have it. Now, I can't control everything going on outside of here. I can't control uh, what politicians are going to do. So I can only control myself. So I'm trying to focus on on these things, focus on my fitness. I'm in the best shape I've been in in all year. I mean, I'm down 20 pounds from a year ago, 10 pounds from two weeks ago. Good for you, Uh, man. That's excellent. I'm making sure to exercise every single day to eat well. It's funny. If you go to the grocery stores here, yeah, a lot of the canned food is gone, the packaged foods. Oh, okay. Those are going... Fresh vegetables galore. You can get fresh veggies all day long. I order my meat from ButcherBox. So I'm, I'm yeah. set in, t- in terms of food. Um, yeah. I, 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 mean, I had you know, 100, 100 kilos of fresh right
1: vegetables there. delivered to my house yesterday. 100
0: kilos, jeez.
1: Yeah. Well, we know uh, a guy who owns um, a farm. So we just ordered like tons of stuff. And we got into all this new stuff. It's so random. I don't know why we're talking about it on a libertarian one. Yeah, why not? We got into like uh, fermenting food. It's super super cool, man. Fermented food, so we like started buying all these vegetables and doing like fermented carrots and fermented onions and tomatoes and all these different types of things that are really good for the microcosm in your gut, which will help keep us healthy and we're really like really health conscious right now. My mother, who lives with us and helps take care of my daughter she's on a big diet like um, intermittent fasting and she's cut out carbs. My wife is exercising for the first time ever, so like we're doing really well like I hope that lots of other people are as well. Like, I hope people are are using this time to make themselves better. Um, it's almost like being in prison. Well, it is like being in prison it's where you go in like, like a fat slob and you come out like super jacked. So that's kind of what we're hoping for.
0: The prison workouts are going to be making a comeback. I mean, I, I think that's one... Thing we can look at are what sort of new opportunities are going to be out there uh, for maybe people with an entrepreneurial mindset or an investing mindset. Wh- where do you see different industries kind of adapting to 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 these this new world, whatever it may be? Whether it's, I mean, you might be more like you might see more of a focus on you know health, like personal health. I mean, that might be mm-hmm. a, an industry that might boom, like even things like gut health and fermenting. Who knows? I mean, this is stuff that might pick up when people, hopefully, I hope uh, realize they need to start taking charge of themselves and. Re- really focus on their own health their own body body <clears throat> keeping their body uh, and mind sound uh, mm-hmm. in every way possible so i mean maybe there are certain areas or industries that really can boom for people that have the right mindset for people that can find those niche areas that are going to be affected by this crazy new world we're emerging into here okay we'll think straight off the bat straight
1: off the bat People are going to get a taste for remote working that they've never had in their entire lives, okay? That is going to be massive. And employers are going to look at this and go, wow, look at how much money I can save in real estate and rent and off sh- and um, electricity and all these things and have my employees work from home. Look at companies. Okay, we're chit-chatting right now on Zoom. I know this is going live on at least Facebook, maybe a couple other platforms, but I mean, Zoom, I've been sub- subscribed to a paying subscriber for, I don't know, three years or something like that. I haven't checked their stock price, but I know they went public last year. I'm sure that their cost to acquire a customer right now is like Zippo. <laughs> Pretty like
0: much zero, yeah.
1: Zero. Like they, like their cost to acquire a customer is going to be nothing. So I've like this is like this. never seen a commercial
0: like for Zoom in my life on any social media platform, TV, anything. And everybody I know knows what Zoom is now. Yeah,
1: Exactly. And there's so many like Zoom memes, and like it's, it's hilarious, you know? You look at all the people who are working remotely and the funny shit that's happening in the world. Like, uh, I was reading this one post from someone. They had a big conference call with 20 people, and it was the manager, the, the, basically the boss of, of this large organization. And in the background on his bookshelf was his bong. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. You know? <laughs> He's supposed to be, you know, dressed down, suit and tie. And in the background is this bong. So I thought that was quite funny. So I would look at like new types of companies like Zoom, like many other ones, that are going to be able to capitalize on the remote working. I think that's huge. Um, you know, I'm looking at companies like Disney. Disney has been the darling of the investing world for God, decades, you know? And their interle- intellectual property rights are just um, unbelievable. They own everything now. <laughs> everything, everything. But, you know, if they were trading at like $150, $152 in December. And now, I haven't checked them today, but I mean, in the last couple of days, they were, charging, they were um, trading at 50 or $85. $85, so you're more or less half of what the company was worth three months ago. Now, okay, I understand they have Disney Cruise and they've had to cancel all their cruises. I understand that the parks are closed. But I mean, their intellectual property rights are second to none. They just li- just launched Disney Plus, which is their streaming service, which
0: must just be going gangbusters right now. I'm sure anyone that didn't have it probably has it if they're anybody that you know participates in the binge watching. Which I'll even admit, I don't let let myself binge watch or watch some show until I've had a full productive day. That's my that's my kind of compromise with myself on it.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I have a three and a half year old, so my god, like all day long is Frozen, like just singing Frozen. I can hear it from my home office. Home office. I can hear her downstairs singing. So I mean, like she loves that type of stuff, you know. So it's like okay. Top tier con- uh, company, Blue Chip, trading at half the value. Like, I'm looking at buying stuff like that, you know? Um, and then from the offshore space, we're looking at a lot of agriculture, a lot of like organic food, um, a lot of those types of things, which doesn't matter from, okay, so if supply chains get interrupted in food, well, then we have a whole different set of problems on our hands. Yep. But I mean, like organic farming, I think is a pretty surefire bet right now. Um, so we're looking at a lot of those types of projects, you know. And then on the opposite side from the asset protection, like we have people lining up for offshore companies, offshore banking, offshore anything, because the threat of a bail-in or government seizure is like is staring people in the face. And the debasement of the U.S. dollar at two trillion dollars—that's just been approved to be printed.
0: And they're about to do another one. They're already talking about the next one. And this one's barely even (laughs) gotten going yet. Yeah. And
1: like, this is three times the amount as the 2008 uh, crisis, like for, for um, QE, whatever that was, one, two, three, four. Now we're into five. Like,
0: And I can attest to that one. I I bought gold. I started learning about these things, luckily, a little bit earlier uh, before that stuff hit the fan. But I was buying gold and silver in 2006, 2007, and that stuff skyrocketed after that that money printing. I mean, it did come back a little bit to to earth. But
1: yeah, but if you look at the, the price of precious metals over the last 20 years, you know, it outperformed stocks, it outperformed bonds, it outperformed real estate, it outperformed pretty much everything out there. The only thing is it doesn't cash flow. But I mean, what, 20 years ago, it was like $300 an ounce or something like that. And we've, we're at like 1630 or something right now. Like, you know, I have precious metal vaults and private vaults in offshore countries around the world. And it's non-reportable. I don't need to report that. It's a safety deposit box. I own it. It doesn't go on someone else's balance sheet. It's easily liquidated. The companies will buy it back from me. Like in a lot of places, you can't even buy gold and silver right now. Like they just like it's it's artificially being suppressed, the price, because they've dumped so much on the futures markets and so much on the derivative markets that you can't that they, they've pushed the price down, but the, the the dealers don't have any to sell. So it's like the demand is higher than the supply, but somehow the price is still low. Like get that through your head.
0: This is actually a, a good segue. I want to give you a chance to promote this a couple of times while you're on here uh, with us, since we are live. Uh, why don't you just bring up now the, this webinar you, you're hosting on Friday, because this ties yeah. right into uh, being prepared and, and everything we're talking about. Okay. So straight off the bat, like a lot of my success comes not because like
1: I'm so amazing, or I'm so great, or I'm so smart. That helps. It re- no, like it. it's seriously, it is not that at all. It's because I have a really amazing network and I've really focused on building this network over the last 20 years. So I have a network of people who are like CEOs and ambassadors and dignitaries and lawyers and accountants and you know, really high level people. So I thought what would be really cool is if I got everybody together in one room. Because not all these people, some of them know each other, but a lot of them don't know each other. But I thought, what if we put everybody together in one group? And I did a panel. So I had like, I reached out to my network and I found one of each, you know, professional. So I have someone from the gold space, like speaks internationally in like China, Hong Kong, Europe, Germany, like all through Germany and Austria and Switzerland, everything like that. Speaks internationally at precious metals. I have an international lawyer. I have someone who is a developer, builds Marriott's and stuff like that throughout the Americas. Um, A private banker, an offshore banker. um, A wealth management person who has, God knows how many millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars under management. So we're putting everyone together and I'm going to be doing a roundtable discussion. And it's actually happening on Friday. It's going to be live. So this is going to be pretty intense. Um, We're going to be doing at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Each person has six to eight minutes to give their opinion about what to expect, how to protect their assets, how to earn more money, how to profit, how to do all of these types of things from their specific uh, niche. So I have a guy who's been in financial services for just under 70 years. He started as a teenager and he's turning 80. So, I mean, like the amount of knowledge from these people is just unbelievable. So we're going to open it up for about six to eight minutes for each person. We've got a bunch of questions drafted. And then after that, it's Q&A. So these guys do normally charge like $1,200, $1,400, $1,500 an hour to speak to them if you can get an appointment with them. Okay. And in this one conversation, you're going to be able to ask these people whatever you want about what's going on, how to position your finances. So it's going to be a huge webinar. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to bring it to people. Um, I know I can't really share the link on here, but basically, if you went to um, posted in
0: the comments of the Facebook for now, and I'll also shoot it out to our our email and all that stuff.
1: Perfect. Yeah, basically, it's store, And then you'll see it come up. It's called emergency web uh, webinar. Um, it is a chargeable webinar, we want to keep this really small, um, because I want to get make sure that whoever joins gets their questions answered. I don't want, you know, a 1000 people on the webinar. But what I thought would be cool is if anybody's watching this right now or whomever is watching this right now and they're interested in this, I thought we'd do a promo code. So it's Lions, Lions with an S. And I'll give you 20% off because I think this is like super, super, super important for people to know and understand and and to educate themselves. This is like really important things. And I don't see a better way to do it than get your uh, your questions answered by the the experts you know and you're if you can't make it live we're going to do the recording got a bunch of bonuses on there like I'm, do, I'm doing everything in my power to make this a no-brainer for people to sign up so if you go to escape dot store and on the checkout you put in promo code lions um, you'll get the discount you can buy and we'll send you all the information it's going to be amazing
0: Awesome. And there's really no better... Well, there's never a better time than this right second to be prepared and start thinking about these things. Uh, But really, right now, I mean, if you haven't done it yet, if you haven't at least put yourself in that mindset... um it's, t- it's time because th- these things are, are happening around us and we can't control the things that happen around us. We can't control what governments do. Sure, we can have our podcast. We can have our voice. I sure as hell do. I sure as hell put my opinion out there. But I know it's not going to change what they do tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Um, hopefully it'll change how society thinks, how people think, how people approach governments. And hopefully over time that changes. But I know in the immediate you know, the media present, I can't really affect things, but what I can do is affect myself, affect my own preparedness. And that's what everybody else out there can do too. So this is just another way people can, uh, you know, utilize this opportunity to learn more, to put, put take this time you might have from being locked down at home and uh, put more time and thought into being prepared, into diversifying yourself, um, into all these other areas that, that you're always talking about, Miguel. Um, another area I want to go into and uh, your thoughts on how things are going to change is how do you see international travel changing? Obviously in the short term, a lot's happening. I mean, I don't think Panama is accepting any, any even incoming flights at all. Now I'm sure they are for certain, uh, you know, no trade for, purposes, for, but yeah. Like
1: I think that they have private flights that are coming in, but otherwise it's just cargo. Um, you know, and I think that a lot of places are in very similar situations. Even
0: I think Panaman- that like what, what about for Panamanians abroad? Now the are airports are closed. Home?
1: They're they're, wow, no, they're Completely closed.
0: closed. So that, yeah. that's, that's much more extreme than here.
1: Yeah. It, it's pretty full on here. Um, And it's full on in a lot of countries in the world, um, which is just shocking to me.
0: I know in Um, France, you need to literally print out a piece of paper from the government that says why you're outside your house right now. What is the stated reason? So I think that the Greens are
1: going to be loving this shit because carbon footprint is going to be so low right now. I think that the Green New Deal is—they're like—they're doing backflips right now. They just think this is the coolest thing ever. More government, big government, less pollution. You know, government needs to step in for all of these types of things. Um, I am worried about the restrictions that will come into play after this or during this, I should say. Um, I'm glad that I have second residencies overseas that. I think that things like this will be more and more necessary as time goes on. It's this geo arbitrage for people that you really can't put all your eggs in one basket. And I know this is so super cliche, but and, and people get this in an in intuitive level with their investments, but it, they don't seem to get it with themselves or their currency or their source of income. But man, people really need to diversify. In everything in everything in everything like it's it's so it's so massive like i'm so happy like we just talked about gold and silver i'm so happy that i have gold and silver okay yes we own a lot of usd and a lot of usd investments so that sucks that that's just been devalued but precious metals okay so that's good okay i own a lot of cryptocurrency we saw a bit of a crash a bit of a pullback in that but i mean i'm still as bullish on long term cryptocurrency for specifically Bitcoin as I have ever been. And if anything, I'm my understanding or my need for these types of things, is even more so like the need for this to exist is even more um, uh, important.
0: I mean, the the more Um, and more they continue to print money, the more anything that's not a fiat currency just becomes more potentially valuable. We don't know exactly what's going to take off in what direction, but we do know that these are just, Bitcoin is obviously more stable than the U S dollar. I don't think, I don't think we could even question that at this point. Exactly. And
1: it's like, they've just proved our point. Like I've been into Bitcoin for, I don't know, four years or something like that. I wasn't, I wasn't the early, I wasn't an early adopter by any means, but I was ahead of the curve. That's for darn sure. But, um, like I'm happy, you know, I'm safe. I'm glad. I hope that the people that have been listening to these types of things that I've been talking about, and, you know, maybe some people thought I was a little bit extreme at some points, but now it's like, I get a lot of people just nodding their head going, yeah, that makes sense. You know, oh, I should be doing this, and a lot of people are. It's opening up their their understanding, their opinion, and their interest in these types of things, which I think is great. Like, I think is really fantastic. That's, it's really another possible
0: silver lining is that not to say ha 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 we were right, but to say look, this is why we talk about this stuff. This is why yeah. we're you're always harping on on diversifying and whether it's in your skill set or whether it's in your investments or or your ability to live and travel in other countries. Um, I'm curious, what would your advice be, maybe Mikkel, for someone who Maybe they've thought about these things, but maybe just like coronavirus, it was just something in the background. Oh, yeah prepared. I should get prepared someday. I should diversify someday, but they never did. So now they, maybe now they're taking it serious. Okay. Now I really okay. see why the real life reasons I need to get more prepared. What would your advice to be, be for someone who's not really diversified in, in any way? Doesn't have, maybe someone that doesn't even have a passport yet, or maybe they have a passport, but you know, had to, haven't traveled much, uh, haven't diversified their, their income in any way, haven't diversified their savings. And it might, to the point that I might feel so overwhelming to the point that how can I even get started? I'm so far behind. So what would your advice be to someone just to take, a few small steps to get the ball rolling in the right direction.
1: All right. So I'll give a little bit of advice in a second, but I would definitely say, and I know this is just like such a shameless plug, but okay. Oh, I literally wrote a
0: shameless plug. It's one of my favorite excellent, things to
1: do. Excellent. So I literally wrote a book about these things. So I wrote a book called expat secrets, how to make giant pile, how to live overseas, no, how to pay zero taxes, live overseas and make giant piles of money.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I get in like, so we discussed that book in our first interview. So I'll, I'll link to that when I post this podcast as well.
1: You know, people call me arrogant for a title like this, but I'm like, first okay, first of all, besides from a marketing standpoint, I need to catch people's attention. But besides that, it's actually true. Like, it's literally true. And I, I go through, I think, about 18 different topics of going offshore, becoming an expat. Listen, I've been at this for 20 years. I've been at this for 20 years. I've been to more than 100 countries. I'm circum- I've circumnavigated the planet more than 400 times. I've lived overseas in eight different countries. I actually know what I'm talking about here. If you want a beginner's blueprint of how to do it, buy the book. It's like, I don't know, 15 bucks or 18 bucks on Amazon, Expat Secrets. And second sense, uh, shameless plug is join the webinar that we just talked about. Use the promo code
0: Lions. Get in there. Check it out. It's at escapeartist.store. But yeah, there's nothing shameless about it or nothing shameful about it, I guess I should say, because this is why I bring people like you on the show. This is why I, I bring people that have such knowledge in these areas, because I can only harp on things so much. So I need to bring people on that have a higher level of expertise than me on a lot of the specifics. Well, and like, I think that we talked a lot
1: about it in our podcast together about being an expat in my history and how I got into those. So I'm not going to repeat any of my stuff here. But I would definitely encourage people to be diversified and try to diversify through levels that you had never thought of. So it's not so much about diversification through bonds and stocks and real estate. You know, real estate might be the outlier for a lot of people. Think about diversifying through time. Think about diversifying through countries, through governments, through politics. Think about diversifying through your passport, your citizenship, your travel restrictions. Okay, I'm a Canadian citizen. I can travel to, I don't know, what, 179 countries with Canadian citizenship. But with other citizenships, they overlap. You know, for a Canadian, I need a special visa to go to India, to go to China, even though my wife is from China. I need a special visa to go there. Um, Russia, all these different countries. But if I had another, ci- or with other citizenships, you know, maybe that is not applicable. Think, start thinking about things like that. Also think that in the United States right now, that people who are suspected—and I'm going to uh, do a little rabbit ears here—people uh, who are suspected of owing more than fifty thousand dollars to the IRS can have their passport confiscated. Wow! Like, let that sink in for a second.
0: And suspect—they don't have is, uh, to prove. That's very subjective.
1: It's very subjective. So a lot of the ways, and, and this is not even coming from me. This is coming from CPAs, guys who, like one of my close friends, he owns a CPA firm. They have something like 40 accountants who work under him. They have, accountants, sorry, they have clients right now who are uh, coming into the country. The IRS is waiting for them at the border. They're confiscating their passport and it's taking six months, eight months to sort through their taxes. And what they're doing is if the people haven't filed or they haven't filed correctly, they're not taking into account any of the deductions. So think if you run some type of small business, there's just a ton of deductions that you get. So suspected means you might not actually owe one penny to the IRS. You might be And they could money. still, exactly. And you could actually get your passport taken away.
0: Wow. Like that's, that's So That like, that blows my mind. That is absolutely frightening. <laughs> that That is a real reason to have another passport because then but, you can at least leave on that other passport if you so choose to, whereas if you only have- Well, and, and passport, that's the moral
1: of the story. It. You know, That's the moral of the story. If you had a second citizenship, if you had a Brazilian citizenship, if you had a Panamanian, if you had a French citizenship, well, okay, let's sort this out. Let's sort this out with the IRS, but maybe do it back in the country that you actually live in. I have tons of friends who live in Brazil or Panama or anywhere around the world who go back and visit their family. They want to see their brother and sister. They want to go back for a wedding. They want to see their folks, you know, and now they're stuck in the States. Maybe they have a kid back home. Maybe uh, their spouse is from overseas and they can't, they're separated from their spouse while they're going through this. I don't
0: know, man. That's, that's pretty
1: serious to me.
0: It's a lot to think about, my friends. It's a lot to think about. And that's one thing I want to think about a lot more is how, how do you see the travel and just the ability to get passports or be a tourist or get tourist visas? Do you see that changing as a result of this? Do you see countries putting in stricter measures? Because, you know, especially, I, I'm not even sure what I was listening to, Some, but um, somebody was, I don't know, it must have been a podcast. I don't know. Maybe I was saying it. Who knows? But when there's a country, if, if people start to identify countries that are sort of safer havens uh, in a time of a crisis. Let's say a lot of countries are having lockdowns. Maybe there's one that doesn't have a lockdown anymore, or isn't really having these restrictions. People are going to want to flock to those countries. Problem being at that point, those countries are going to say, "Well, we can't take everybody. We don't want everybody just coming here. So a lot of those countries might end up having stricter rules regarding uh, tourism or uh, work visas or passports or that sort of thing. So wh- where do you see all that going?
1: Okay, well, you're 100% right, straight off the bat, like you're Full stop. You're right. I think that we'll see a lot of changes. I think it will take a a little while for a lot of these changes to be made. Um, I would recommend people, and I know this is going to be very self-serving because this is the industry that I work in, but this is genuine advice from my heart is start these things now because the doors are going to be closing. Like There's just so much stuff in the offshore space. It's going to be closing down there's so many opportunities for second visas, for second passports. The doors will be closing. And I will tell you right now, even though I do not agree with the laws, I still follow the laws because I am not willing to put my family or my, freedoms, my freedom in jeopardy. So if you come to me in six months and you're having problems with your taxes, with your assets, with your residency, with your citizenship, and you need me to do something that is against the law... I will not do it, okay? The door is gonna be shut. So I mean, do it right now while it's legal. For the few thousand dollars, or even if it's $10,000, who cares? Think about it when the option is not there. Because things are going to change. Like I don't know how to like shake people up anymore the whole world is changing. What is happening right now, this is the straw that has broke the camel's back. When you look at over the last 12 months, 24 months, we have Brexit. We have socialism that is rampant in Europe. We have the, the rebellion, the, the uprising in Hong Kong. We have the trade war with China. And now we have coronavirus. Man, it has been a really big year. And man, something's got to give. And... With the Fed printing money, with all these bail-ins, with zero interest rates, like if you think these options are going to be available for much longer, I'm so sorry they're not. And people like me are not going to be able to help you. And if you don't go with me, go with someone else, but do it right now, please. I
0: don't think you need to be a, an Austrian economist or deep, steep deeply in uh, economics or even philosophy to see where this stuff is going. I mean, you could use basic logic and basic supply and demand to, to, to realize that you cannot eternally have a government printing money, printing money, creating new money out of thin air, and think it's just going to result in a magical land where everything works out great. That's yeah. not going to work out great. Even if the world snaps its fingers and goes back to normal tomorrow, which is absolutely not happening. And I hate being a pessimist, but I also want to be a realist. Uh, it's yeah. not happening. And uh, I mean, think you're still going to need to prepare yourself. You're going to need to prepare yourself in, in every way possible. Uh, diversity of preparation, I guess you might, might want to call it. Uh, every aspect of your life, you need to be more and more prepared for. And uh, you know, th- it's even made me realize, even someone like me with this mindset for so many years, there's are certain areas where I'm like, wow, I'm really not as, nearly as far along in preparing in this area or that area. Um, yeah. th- these are things I think about every single day. And now it almost feels like there's there's a pressure being put on us. Like there is a pressure being put on us. We're being s- stuffed into a- apartments and houses now. Um, it's really scary seeing what happens in countries like Panama and countries like France and and thinking, I-, I thought the state we're in here in California and the US was impossible to even be at. But now I, I, see, I think, well, could we be going where they're going? And I might've thought that was impossible two months ago. But what I thought was impossible two months ago is already happening currently right now. And I think that yeah. the scariest thing is that um, I, I forget the exact line from Star Wars, but something about a uh, tyranny being applauded and cheered all the way in. I don't have the quote in front of me, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, that's that's what I see to be happening, and that that's that's the the scariest part of all this is how many people want it to be happening. They actually think this is what should happen. Uh, we need yeah. the government to clap down so we don't go killing everybody with a virus. I mean. It's a scary times. It's a scary time indeed. Uh, I know we, uh, we're both people that like to present positive solutions to things, though, not just uh, gloom and doom and drear. So I, I encourage people to think about these things long and hard because there's going to be a point where you can't prepare anymore. There's going to be a point where the doors start closing, whether it's financially or whether it's your ability to travel. I mean, the more and more people find out about these issues and want to rush, just like there's a rush to the supermarket and there's not enough products on the shelf. You're going to see something similar with a rush to prepare, a rush to diversify, a rush to have other passports. Um, those those windows are going to start to close as well. Just like the supermarkets markets are limiting the number of uh, paper towels you can buy here, countries are going to start limiting who can come to them for a safe haven, who can come to them to diversify with their investments. So I, I think there's no time like the president to, to be aware. And maybe one silver lining of, of this whole thing is maybe some people really be snapped into getting more prepared or snapped into the reality that this is where we are now. Whether, we, whether we're someone who's cheering for it or uh, is appalled by it, doesn't change the fact of what's happening. So the best that we can do is to look at the reality of it and do the best we can to prepare ourselves and the more prepared we are the more prepared we're going to be help be able to help others uh you're not going to be in a position to give people advice if, if your situation is not not taken care of um so i think the best thing we can do is, is take care of ourselves and then once we're once we're feeling prepared once we feel good about our situations hopefully you can become another voice too just like michael is just like i do out here trying to sort of sound the alarm bells and get mm-hmm. more people thinking about these issues so uh Mikhail, I definitely well, i write about yeah, these so I- things
1: literally every day you know like I run a newsletter called Escape Artist. It's a blog as well, but the main thing is on the newsletter. So you have to sign up to that to get the most of it. We talk about it on on the podcast. And although I consider us or I consider myself a libertarian publication or our team as a libertarian publication, and we speak a lot about freedom, we're kind of the then what? So it's like, all right, so you believe that tax is theft and that government has no right to do these types of things. But it's like, Okay, then what? You know, start like start a podcast. <laughs> well, you know, and make different choices with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had dinner with Ron Paul in uh, what about six weeks ago or something like that, and like I love what he does. Like I've been a big Ron Paul for ages, and it was such a th- I was so thrilled to meet him and get my picture with him and shake his hand and talk to him and have dinner with him and ask him questions and things like that. But I'm like at the same time. That's why I love the offshore space and the expat space because we're like the then what, you know? Okay, so what do you do next? What are the actual strategies? What are the the things that you actually put in place? How do you get a second passport? How do you get a second residency? How do you bank offshore? How do you have your company offshore? How do you do all of these types of things? How do you do it legally? You know, like educate yourself. Please, guys, anyone who is listening to this, like I just want to like, reach through. And if, and you know what, if your listeners Mark are doing these things, if you're already there, if you already have these things in place, then I applaud you because you are awesome. So please tell more people because this is the actual change. I think that what's happening in the world can be as terrible as it might sound can actually be a good thing in the overall world. I think that this can, I think the world can change right now because
0: I mean, it has to, and it's, it's changing either way. So we can either, you know, people can either let it kind of go and let it happen and see what happens and, and it could, it'll change more. And the more, the less people are prepared is the thing, the more they're going to call for governments to be intrusive. So it, it's kind of, this has a snowball effect. The more that you prepare yourself and prepare other people, the more we're going the to more be self-reliant to you're going to be. It. Exactly. And the more self-reliant and we can make society, the, the less of a society you're going to be having calling for more government like this. So we, it's, it's in all of our best interests to not just prepare ourselves, but sound the alarms and get everybody doing the same thing.
1: Well, and then this is to kind of circle back on a point earlier that you, or a question perhaps that you asked me earlier is look at what happened um, after 9-11 in the Patriot Act and all the freedoms that were taken away from us. You know, if we're not careful, we're going to have that on crack. Like, it's just going to be coming from a different I like angle. I we
0: already do. I wasn't I was allowed to go to work on 9-11 after 9-11. But,
1: <laughs> yeah, like, now. this is so full on. But there will be laws that are passed right now, which are going to restrict your freedom for the rest of your life. So if you don't have these things in place, if you're not thinking about this, if you're not on the ball, man, you are really going to lose out.
0: Well, Mikkel, um, I think it's time to about wind winding down here. I'm gonna have to go put some food in my stomach. I can't keep happy hour going all day long. Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, to... I got like five minutes of my cigar left. Awesome. Well, it, it's been awesome catching up with you, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more offline. But um, I just want to let you have another chance again since we're live. Give our plug for this webinar on Friday because this is a very limited time thing. This is you got three days to sign up for it. I want to make sure my listeners get a chance to take care of this offer. This will be up as a podcast on Tuesday and if, or on Thursday, I should say. Uh, so people that will be hearing it then. But hopefully, a lot of people are going to be getting it on this live stream, which of course will stay up on Facebook for the next few days. Um, and you got to take advantage of it before Friday because that's 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 your window. Just like we told you, windows are going to be closing. So the window for this one's going to close too.
1: Absolutely. So really, really quick, um, I'm gathering together like my dream team of professionals. So I've got an ambassador, I have an international lawyer, I have a real estate developer, someone in the precious metals, um, financial planning, CPA, uh, wealth management, offshore banker, um, a whole bunch of really top-notch professionals. These guys charge anywhere from $800 to something like $1,400 an hour to speak with them, if they will even take you as a client. And most of them will not take you without a referral. I'm gathering all of them together. We're going to have a big round roundtable discussion. Um, you can sign up. It is a chargeable event. I want to keep this group rather small because this is only for serious people. This is for people who actually want to get their questions answered live. I'm not opening this up to the public. I'm opening this up to a very select few. Um, What I thought would be really cool is if I put a promo code out there for you guys. So if you want 20% off, I want to make sure that all my libertarian and anarchist friends get a chance to sign up for this and view it. It's going to be going live on Friday, this coming Friday, the 3rd of April. It's going to be 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, and the promo code is LIONS with an S. You're going to get 20% off. You can sign up at escapeartist.store. My head should be the first thing that you see on the website. You click on that. I wrote a really like abrasive sales letter. Feel free to read that. If not, just go add to cart or register now. I can't remember what the button is. Sign up. I guarantee it is going to be worthwhile. If it is not, I will give you your money back. No questions asked. I don't want people's money who do not think that this thing was worthwhile or was not of high value.
0: I can't make it any easier for you guys. You can't lose then. So if someone someone actually signs up, watches it and says, Mikel, I didn't get anything out of this. This was bullshit. You'll give them their money right back.
1: Absolutely. But I'm sure you're
0: pretty confident no one's going to say that. Yeah, we're,
1: I'm super stoked. These are the people that I go to, Mark, when I have questions. I've been doing this for 20 years. And although I study this stuff pretty in depth, what I really do is I go to the smartest people in the world and I ask them questions. This is my network that I've built up over my career. These are the people that I personally speak to. This is how I'm able to do you know, a publication that goes out to hundreds of thousands of people every month. This is where I get my intel. So this is the insider stuff, man. This is not uh, this is not some baloney. It's
0: the real deal, Holyfield. It's the
1: real deal. So, man, if your people are interested, go to .store, Promo code Lions. Get your twenty percent off. Come see. Come say hello. On the presentation, when you get your Q and A, say that you came from Mark. You know, we'll give you I'll give you a shout out on the presentation, okay?
0: And we'll also uh, post this link. I, I posted in the uh, the comments section of this live stream. We'll also share it around on Twitter and of course uh, Facebook, all our social media. And uh, if you're listening in the podcast form, just go over to the show notes. Head over to lionsliberty.com Find the show notes for this episode, and I'll link to it there as well. Uh, and I also want to encourage people to check out Mikkel's work. I, the Expat Money Show is a great show. I mean, I learn I learn something new every single time I listen to one of those i mean the guests that you get on there are just just fantastic and so full of knowledge so uh, i definitely want to personally recommend checking out the uh, expat money show expat secrets the book is great really easy read and really gets you can get you started on just kind of thinking about these things and actionable steps you can take tonight if you read it tonight you can take some steps tonight uh to move yourself in the right direction of being more prepared so michael thanks so much man it's been a blast uh, catching up with you i know we'll we'll be talking a lot more in the, the days and weeks and months to come absolutely thanks so much mark always a pleasure take care Ha <laughs> ha all right, friendos, I hope you enjoyed my conversation there with Mikkel Thorup. Uh, I said that we were live on Facebook, but I only discovered afterwards that Facebook had actually blocked that video. I thought the views were, were rather low, uh, and I found out, well, I sort of found out why. It said it was blocked, and it mentioned something about a copyright violation. Uh, but as you guys heard there, this was just two guys talking for an hour or so, so there was no nothing that could even be copyrighted. Uh, I don't think either of us even sang a song or anything, so... I don't know what's going on. Uh, I hopefully that was just a one time off thing and uh, we're not going to see these happen with our live streams in the future, but uh, I don't really know why that video was blocked. Uh, Apparently, and I didn't realize it because I could see it, whereas uh, other people out there, I could see it because I was the one who posted the video, but apparently other people couldn't see it. I found out afterwards because Facebook had actually blocked it. So uh, the clampdown takes many forms, whether uh, it's uh, in our real lives here, not being able to go to work here in California or um, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's with our social media. So we're going to need to find ways, just like me and Miguel discussed so many ways to get prepared. I think we also need to find ways to get prepared digitally for digital clampdowns. Uh, The more and more you see them talking about disinformation, you've even seen people uh, had posts taken down for quote unquote disinformation about coronavirus. And uh, I mean, in this show, you know, me and Miguel and I were often theorizing and batting things around. You could definitely make an argument, a very loose one, a very shitty one, if you ask me, that there was misinformation in the show. So who knows? Who knows where this stuff goes? That's why it's important to um, you know have other other forms of contact, other forms of communication. Maybe we need you all to just learn Morse code so we can communicate with our, our listener base that way if things really hit the fan. But uh, I hope you did enjoy, again, this conversation. I really want to encourage you to think about taking advantage of Mikkel's uh, webinar that he's put together tomorrow. It looks really freaking exciting, and he's giving 20% off of the very, very low price of 100 bucks for this thing. This is access to people that charge way, way more than that just per hour, and you're getting a bunch of their time. You're also going to get personal access to Mikel. Uh, he usually charges a lot more than that for his own time. And on top of all that, like he said, he'll give your money back if you're not happy. If you truly don't think you got value out of it, then he will refund your money. And uh, Mikel's a stand-up guy. I've known him for a little while now. I have uh, every reason to believe he will honor that re- uh, that uh, guarantee. So do encourage you to check it out. Just head over to escapeartist.store. You'll see Mikel's face there. It'll be really easy to see. You click on that thing. You can sign right up, or I'll also post a link again over at lionsofliberty.com slash 447. Back to your regularly scheduled programming tomorrow with Felony. Friday. And keep an eye on that feed. Who knows what kind of extra content will be coming your way, because uh, we're all pumping out a lot more, both here and on our Patreon. Uh, of course, as I've stated before, we are uh, donating 10% of our Patreon earnings to our friends at DonorSea in their efforts to help people affected by coronavirus around the world. We were actually able to close out two projects with our March Patreon money. We uh, took in, uh, let's see, over $1,500. It came out, 10% of that came out to 152 We spent $155 closing out two projects to feed a lot of families, actually feed 48 families in Tanzania who are being affected by the lockdown, uh, as well as helping uh, a young woman in the Philippines get much needed milk and uh, vitamins for her baby. So it's great to uh, help donors see and and help the projects they've put together because you can actually see in real time the people you're helping uh, there. I'm sure will be videos coming soon and we'll be sharing that with our audience of the results of funding those projects and you'll, you'll actually be able to get a thank you and an update from the actual people you're helping. So uh, I really do encourage you to check out uh, donorcy.com slash coronavirus to see all the projects that they have going on there. And of course, if you join our Patreon, you'll get not only access to these live streams and be able to come in and uh, ask questions and everything like that, but you'll also be able to know that some of your money is going to help these great projects from our friends at DonorSea. Uh, and again, again, do tune in tomorrow for Felony Friday and stay tuned to this feed. We're going to be keep pumping out content. My friends, once again, I encourage you in the meantime to live live and live free.